Hello everyone and welcome back to another Bit Party Goes to the Movies, a Bit Party short where we see current films rather than dive into the analogs of cinematic history. I'm your host, Jared Cotta. And I'm your host, Brendan Cotta. And on this episode, we saw Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. My name is Peter B. Parker. For the last 22 years, I thought I was the one and only Spider-Man. Bren, we're going to get into our review in just a little bit, but I think right off the bat we can both agree that this was a really amazing movie. Yeah, this was fantastic. Um, I had seen a lot of praise for this movie before we went to see it, and so I was really excited, and it really lived up to the hype. Absolutely. Well, we're going to get into our review in just a little bit. This film is outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, technically, even though there are a lot of nods to what Disney's animators are doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is not canonical to those movies. Yeah. And also, I liked that this movie was able to develop some of the characters in a little bit of a different way. Definitely. And obviously, there are different types of Spider-Man, but even the Peter Parker character, uh, without giving too much away is a lot different than the one that we see in Avengers. Yeah, and it's a cool. great they did a great job of introducing us to a new Spider-Man. I don't think this is a spoiler that the Spider-Man yeah. main character is Miles Morales. Right. And um they do it they kind of ease us into it by making him the protege of Peter Parker, like a Spider-Man that we're comfortable with that we've seen in other movies. Yeah. Now it's saying like here's this very likable new main character that we're going to continue on with. Yeah, and and Marvel did a good job over the last few years at mixing up the races and genders of the superheroes that they've already established. And Miles Morales is a really great example and one of the fan favorites, uh, where he ends up being a, a black kid in, New, in Brooklyn and is a lot different than the Peter Parker that we know, but is equally lovable and is just an all-around awesome character with some new abilities. This was a cool movie for a lot of reasons, and one that I wanted to mention was that uh, this was John Mulaney's first full-length film. Love John Mulaney. Absolutely. I mean, he's really awesome. He's one of our favorite comedians, and I think that his voice acting was uh, a lot of fun in this film. They picked a role for him that was great. Yeah. His voice lended itself surprisingly well to a cartoon pig. Yeah, exactly. It was weird, but it seemed to fit really well. I saw an interview with him on some late night show, and he said that when he first got into the studio, then they just kind of let him go, and he was using all this like profanity and like <laughs> there. And he looks over at them, and he's like, "Wait, what? What is this movie rated?" And they're like, "It's PG, but you look like you were having a lot of fun, so we're not going. We weren't going to stop you." Anyways, he did an amazing job when all was said and done. Oh, yeah. My name is Peter Porker. Spider-Ham, Spider-Ham, friendly neighborhood Spider-Ham. Spins a web, that's the gig. Kind of weird cast, he's a pig. Look out. Going up with, uh, with cinematic experts like Nick Cage. Oh, my God. Nick Cage is so good in this movie. Yeah, for that mo- reason alone, I recommend people see it. Brennan, there was something really cool that you also noticed about... A Marvel character that has not yet been done in any Marvel movie. Oh yeah, one thing that I thought was kind of cool that now seems like a huge oversight for previous Spider-Man movies Mm -hmm. is that this is the first one that shows Gwen Stacy in her Spider-Woman role. And Gwen Stacy was previously just a love interest of Peter Parker, or she's been portrayed that way in Mm -hmm. movies up until now, but in reality... In reality, yeah, she's been in three previous Spider-Man movies. Uh, Twice she's been played by Emma Stone. And once is Bryce Dallas Howard. In those, she's seen as the love of Peter Parker's life. But in this, they show her as her Spider-Man persona, which 
was interesting. I think, like, I, I'm surprised that none of the other movies took her in that direction. It's such a huge part of her character. Absolutely. Gwen Stacy is supposed to have superpowers, same as Peter Parker, and it's nice the, to see them finally recognizing her abilities. Oh, yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and she was a good character. Oh, 100%. Hey, guys. Wanda? It's Gwen, actually. Oh, you know her. Very cool. I'm from another dimension. Okay, Brent, I'm pretty sure this is the correct time to finally review this movie. We've already been singing its praises, so it's going to come as no surprise to people. But what did you rate this movie? I would give this movie a 9 out of 10. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why would you say that? I would say it's like one of the best movies of the year. Like the aesthetics and the soundtrack alone make it incredible. But also just how efficient it is and how effectively it introduces its characters. Um, I think the way that they introduced their characters and structured the movie made it so tight and concise that it was a lot of fun to watch and went by really quickly. I agree. I think that it was really cool when they were introducing each one of the spider people. And I'm not, again, not going to give anything away. So uh, I just highly recommend people watch that. I also would give it a 9 out of 10. Uh, for me, what really sells it is the overall aesthetics. Like you talked about how it's visually appealing. But to me, like that part is so incredible. The amount of thought that went into how each scene is animated, how they animate each of the spider man differently oh, based yeah. on the universe that they come from. Definitely. You even had a little bit of uh, information on why in the background sometimes it's a little blurry, sometimes colors seem to bleed over. And once you get used to it, I think that that's a really cool feature of the aesthetic. But at first I was like, wow, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, they give it almost like a, a look that makes it seem like you should have 3D glasses on. Yeah. Because they have leaks of blue and red on each side. But it's supposed to look like imperfections that come from printing the colored comics. So we're, the aesthetic is supposed to really be reading through a comic book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That Which awesome. is cool. It's almost like the, um, the vibe you get from Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yeah, exactly. But amplified. I gotta stop feeling invisible. Start feeling invincible. Hey, feeling impossible. Bren, this wouldn't be a bit party short or a bit party movie review if we didn't pick out the bit parts that stole our hearts. <laughs> True. What is the bit part that stole your heart in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? The bit part that really stole my heart was Miles Morales' dad. I think that a movie that would be interesting to see surrounding him would be about his upbringing and his uh, joining the police force. Um, this isn't a spoiler. They make it known early on that he had kind of like a divide with his brother. Mm-hmm. And um, touching on that a little bit, I think, would be interesting, too. Yeah, absolutely. I, personally, would choose Spider-Man Noir for my <laughs> bit part character. One, because then we can bring back Nick Cage to do the voice, which would be a stellar. I honestly think this was his best role in years. I, I agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he got to be somebody that's dark and a little crazy without having to have that expectation of being way overboard. Yeah. Because he's yeah. supposed to be kind of subdued, but still really troubled. And he's not the main character. Right. So they could bring him in to just throw out these zingers and then go back to the story. So I think it would be pretty easy. And I'm, I'm sure that there are already stories about Spider-Man noir, but just, I would just throw in another great superhero movie uh, about, about this Spider-Man and his, dark universe where he beats up nazis oh definitely definitely and i think it'd be worth including john mulaney's spider pig character um but i, de I think he 
excels as a background character. So I think that's a great, great movie idea. Spider-Man? You know, that's funny. I get that a lot. Hey. One last little bit of trivia that I don't think gives away too much, but we might be wondering as we look at all these Spider-Men, who is the real Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. And uh, the answer to this is actually Peter B. Parker, who is the the second Spider-Man that Miles Morales comes in contact with. Yep. And we know that he is the real Spider-Man, Bren. You may not know this, but because when you're looking, when they're looking on the computer at all the different universes that these Spider-Man or the multiverses that these Spider-Men are coming from, mm-hmm. he comes from an Earth six one six, which is in the Marvel universe, Marvel Prime, meaning it is oh. the original real our reality spider-man so he is the person that like toby Maguire, andrew garfield that's grow correct. up to be that's correct yeah interesting yeah i okay. just thought i'd throw that little trivia because people might be wondering after they see the movie huh who's the real guy yeah no that's really cool time to swing just like i taught you when did you teach me that i didn't it's a little joke team building well, anyways, Brandon, it sounds like we both loved it. We highly recommend to everybody listening out there that you go see it. Mm-hmm. One last little bit of advice. Make sure you stay until the very end of the final credits. Check out the after credit scene. It gives you a huge preview of what's hopefully gum- coming up next in this Spider-Verse. And, uh, yeah, definitely go check out Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. when you call my phone, like, what's up, danger? Like, what's up, Dan?